0: Hi, welcome to Dreams Recycle Podcast. You're here with me, Tiffany-Ann. We're very excited today because we're talking about something that um, affects actually 50% of children in North America today will witness their children divorcing. Not a very happy subject, obviously, but we're very excited to have Rosalind Sadaka, the voice of child-centered divorce, here as our special guest. Hi, Rosalind. How are you?
1: I'm wonderful. Good to be with you, Tiffany.
0: Well, we're very excited to uh, have you. So I've spoke to you before, and and I love what you do. So why don't you tell me a little bit about what you do and why you started doing what you do?
1: Thank you. Well, I'm the founder of the Child-Centered Divorce Network, and I'm a divorce and parenting coach. And I didn't start out thinking that was going to be an important part of my life, but after being married close to 20 years... I was desperately desiring to get a divorce, and I put that off for years and years and years, feeling guilty as a mother, not wanting to uh, affect my my son negatively. And finally, by the time he was 11, I knew that if I didn't leave the relationship, both of us were going to be um, negatively affected for too long, because I was deeply unhappy, and children pick up on that, and, and the fighting. And so I initiated the divorce. It took a lot of courage to do that and and counseling, Mm. therapy, and a lot of things. And finally, I made the decision, and I was very insecure about how my son was going to respond. Mm. And it wasn't until he was in his early, he was 11 years old when I got the divorce. And in his early 20s, out of the blue, he came to me one day, and he said, you know, Mom, you and dad did a really good job with the divorce. And I just want to thank you. And I let out a huge sigh of relief. Right. And said, you know, most of my friends whose parents divorced, either hate their parents or are very, very angry at them. Mm-hmm. And I really think you and daddy were great. And I mm-hmm. said to myself at that point, you know, I have a lot to share with other people about how we made this work, right. and how mistakes they can avoid. And that's when I founded the child Center Divorce Network, and that's when I wrote my book, How Do I Tell the Kids About the Divorce, and became a divorce and parenting coach. And it's been 10 years now that I've been doing mm-hmm. work, and I'm on an international level in mm-hmm. five continents, sharing my, my coaching services and my books and courses and programs, And making a difference in the lives of families who love their children.
0: Well, that's great. Okay. So I have to say, so everybody tells me everything. And I want to say having a healthy relationship with your ex on any level is very, very difficult. Yes. Unless when you are co-parenting. And cause co-parenting, it has many, many stages, right? So mm-hmm. a, a lot of my viewers already know this. I'm getting ready to get married again. I'm going to be part of a blended family. So what I've come to realize in my personal life and also from what I do, like what you do, just talking to a lot of divorces, divorces, divorces forever, right? Mm-hmm. And so, we, so we, we start off, like you said, we start off by saying, okay, this is a monumental thing. Are we doing the right thing by getting divorced? Are we doing the wrong thing by getting divorced? How do you know when it's time to get divorced? How do you know that when you're in a relationship, you're doing more damage to your children staying in it than leaving Mm -hmm. it? And then um, moving forward, how do we stop um, kind of impacting our children every step of the way as we are then trying to divorce healthy and continue to be good like or try and be good co-parents but then also when people start to get in other relationships and involving other children and other partners and so what what is your kind of go-to advice you give us as we're going through this journey
1: okay well that's a tall order but i'll do my best to answer those questions um those are important questions every one of them First and foremost, we have to understand that when you divorce as a parent, your responsibilities and the challenges are far more dramatic than if you're divorcing without children. Mm -hmm. You have to realize that you can't just do what you feel like doing or what's best for you. You have to put your children's needs first because they're innocent. They didn't Mm -hmm. ask for this and they're victims of the divorce.
0: Why, and- do you think, why do you think so many people find this so hard? Because I talk to a lot of people and they are trying, one side of that equation is trying so hard to do the right thing for their children. And yet it only takes one of the equation, the other person, to not want to do the right thing for their children. So how, yes. how do you balance that?
1: It, that? That's the big question, and it's very difficult. But the, the important thing is, if one parent is more, and I'll call it conscious and more aware, mm-hmm. that, that is helpful because they can keep the other parent more tempered, not always. And sometimes it, it's a losing battle but we have to focus on the children. And if you have an ex, as much as you may have a a contemptuous relationship with them, if you both agree that you love your children, that is the focal point. So Mm -hmm. you keep the drama out of the situation and you may not be speaking to each other for a, a couple of years if the only communication you can do is via email or text or through someone else. But the important thing is to say, what do we need to do to help our children. And as you said, divorce is lifelong. It's not something that ends when you get a divorce. The co-parenting continues forever. And so you have to be on the same page as your ex because you're parenting them. So there's certain questions that I have my, my clients ask themselves and that kind of gets them into the right mode of understanding. And the first question is, do I love my children more than I may hate my ex.
0: And let's hope everyone's answer is yes. Yes. Because I talk a lot about this with my divorcees too. I mean, if your answer is no, then you have serious other issues that you really need right, right. to in therapy, it's counseling, something, because exactly. that is obviously not a normal response yes. to hate your ex more than you love your children.
1: Yes. And so then you get into the question of what do I want my children to think about the way I handle this divorce when they're grown adults? Sometimes Mm. that question sobers people up because we are in drama and it's very easy to get sucked into your story and Mm. the hurt and pain and anger you have towards your ex. Mm. And so the only thing that brings us out of it as a parent is understanding that that is not good for your children. And studies have proven that it's conflict, not the divorce. It creates the trauma for children in or out of a marriage. Right. divorced or not, it's the conflict. So we have to keep that conflict away from the children. So if you think about what are my children going to say to me as a grown adult about the way I handled the divorce, just as my son came to me in his early 20s, other people are coming and saying, you know, you fucked me over, you screwed me, you, you mm-hmm. ruined my life. That's really serious. And so we want to make sure that our children are not feeling that way. And how we do that is by putting their needs first and understanding what they need as a child. Mm-hmm. And another question to ask, when the day-to-day reality of parenting comes along, because parenting is challenging no matter what, divorced or not,
0: right. when yeah, an issue right. comes up,
1: you ask yourself, would I be making this same parenting decision if we were still married? Mm-hmm. Would I make the same decision if we were still married? If you would, then you are clearly and cleanly focusing on the best parenting decision. Mm-hmm. If your decision is different because you want to get back and hurt your ex, and you're doing something to jab them and, and hurt them and wound them, then you are affecting your children. And it, it may not be apparent to you immediately, mm-hmm. that's what's happening. And that's what we want to step away from so we can be more objective and focus on co-parenting in a healthy manner.
0: Well, and I think I think one of the issues too um, that you're kind of touching on now is that in um, a lot of a lot of marriages, traditionally, one person kind of you know whether it's work, whether it's circumstances, is more takes on more of the parental role during the marriage. And then I see a lot the person who has the secondary parent role struggles actually to take over full-time parenting of the children um, when they're going back and forward, when they're, you know, on the holidays or whatever. So so um, do you help those kind of people too? Because I think that there's a need for that. People um it's okay if you need a little bit of help or guidance right parenting if you haven't done it and all of a sudden you've got three children in your house full time that you've never had before and you're you know just the daily practical thing like you said it's hard work
1: yes and so part of it is understanding the responsibilities learning co-parenting skills and don't follow rules. No one says you have to have the children the same amount of time as your other parent just because your neighbor does what your cousin does. Mm-hmm. You know, two, no two divorces are the same. Right. And I really advise parents to sit down together and say, who is best qualified at this particular time in the age of our children to handle them and for what period of time per day, per week, per month? And that's going to evolve when you have preschool or elementary school children, the needs are different than middle school and high school. And Mm -hmm. so you may develop differences in the relationship and in the co-parenting. Don't follow rules. Do what is organically best for your family and what you know as parents about where your strengths are or where your schedule best fits. Because I see families, as you said, trying to fit things in when, when, say, the father was never involved that that much with the kids day to day school activities and then suddenly he has them for a week straight and he doesn't know how to fit his schedule into that and suddenly mm-hmm. you're bringing in other people who are just babysitting. You, you want to really look at every, every situation and make the best decision for your particular family well, and I'm- parents.
0: Well, and I was going to say, and I'm sure you see this a lot, you know, your child is not your possession, right? And when I think if you start to think of your child like it's a power play and you're using them in any way, an unhealthy manipulation of your ex in any way, then you really need to take a long, hard look at yourself also.
1: That becomes a big issue because your children are not your possessions and we forget Two, that we are role models for our children every minute of every day. It's not always what we say, it's how we act and behave. Mm -hmm. And so are you behaving in a way that's showing your children how to handle challenges, how to handle difficult situations when everything doesn't go your way, how to deal with difficult personalities of other people and still be mature and responsible and live up to being a parent? That takes skills, and that's why reaching out to a divorce coach, to a therapist, to an educator or a clergy person, Mm -hmm. someone who is familiar with the world of divorce is really, really helpful.
0: No, it is very helpful. And, and I'm going to say too, that I think, I think people get really, really caught up, especially when they're in crisis mode, as you said earlier, they're in crisis mode. And it's all about the here and now, and they don't think long term, and they don't think, as you said, you know, things change. And, you know, you might want full custody of your children and think this is the best thing ever, but really, you're an adult, and you need time to yourself, and you need time to, re, you know, regenerate and do things for yourself, so that you are a happy adult, also, and you know, date again and move on and go back to exactly. school, whatever it is. And, and so I feel like people don't think like in the bigger picture a lot of times That's right. in
1: the middle. I, I looked forward to my free time, the time when yeah. I knew that my son was in my my husband. was a capable loving father and so I knew when my son was with him he was in good hands I didn't have to worry and Mm -hmm. I could go out and enjoy starting to date again and reinvent myself and explore the possibilities for down the the pike Mm -hmm. so it became a wonderful freedom to have some time to myself and I really liked that time in my life
0: right because ultimately two happy parents make happy children yes And I think people lose sight of this, especially like you said, it becomes a kind of battle and some, you know, the kind of stereotype is somebody might use money as a manipulation and somebody uses children as a manipulation. And also, unfortunately, then it even goes into children are money when you're being forced to pay child support for however many overnights you have or don't have, and then this is the issue.
1: Yeah, the children become pawns in a lot of ugly games. And there's another factor. When you're showing weakness, if if you're having trouble emotionally and psychologically coping with the divorce and you're walking around teary-eyed or, or under stress or just sleeping too much of the day and your children pick up on that, they end up parenting their parents. They mm-hmm. start they give up their childhood and they start becoming little adults to take care of mom or dad and help them through this crisis. And when you do that, you rob your children of their childhood. They are no longer happy-go-lucky kids. They are now parents. Mm-hmm. And that, that is a very selfish thing to put your children through. Again, reach out to professionals and get a support system for yourself, but don't let your children... Become the adults that they're not supposed to be. Too young.
0: Well, no, and I—I I was looking at statistics this morning. I'm um, a big stat girl,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it was saying up to up to forty three percent of children in America now being raised without fathers. Totally, and um, and probably not all through divorce. Obviously, a lot of single parents, but um, any to me any kind of involvement that anybody wants to show in your child's life, as long as it's positive, is a good thing. Because yes. you know, it takes a village to raise children, doesn't it? Even if you're divorced, if you're married, there, are, there is a benefit to having other people care about your children yes. and yes. want to be with them and pay them attention and show them different things. And I think that this is an issue too and people need to realize that.
1: Yes, and some schools have support systems and groups for children of divorce or parents of divorce. Um, There are community services available, Mm -hmm. and you you want to get out and be with other families, expose your children to other children whose families have been fractured in some way through divorce or other challenges, and let them see they're not alone. It helps to know you're not alone. It helps to know that life goes on because sometimes it can be very frightening, very depressing, and children feel so insecure, they don't know what tomorrow is gonna bring. And mm-hmm. so they need as much security and stability as, possi- as possible. And you also want to let them know that this is going to pass and evolve because change is a natural part of life. We Mm. change grades in schools. We change teachers. We change sports. Our hairstyles change. Well, this is a change in the form of your family. And in many cases, the family is still a family. Mom is still mom. Dad is still dad. There's two homes. There may be other partners involved. But we are still a family. And that helps children adapt to the changes, knowing that, change is inevitable in life and this change can be an okay change if we handle it well and then of course it's up to mom and dad to handle it responsibly
0: no i agree i agree every challenge in life is not about the challenge it's always about how you react and you know and children unfortunately you know if they have to deal with divorce at a young age i think in some ways it it, um bodes well for them as they go through life and have other changes Mm -hmm. and um especially if they've been taught by their parents to handle it well um so i so i have a question
1: Mm
0: -hmm. so because it's one of the questions i get asked a lot how long from a from a um, child-centered uh divorce experts kind of your point of view how long would you date somebody before you introduce them to a new partner or the partner's new uh, children from the previous marriage?
1: Well, most most experts agree to wait. And what you want to avoid is a revolving door of partners so that children aren't exposed and getting attached to new people. And then three Mm. months or six months, they're gone and someone else comes into play. So you could have a very strong social life without your children being involved until you really feel this is a serious partner.
0: Well, which is so, another reason you need time without your children, right? Yes,
1: exactly. You, it also depends, I strongly feel, on how close their other parent is in their life. Mm. If you have a relationship where they still have mom and dad in their life and then you start dating another partner, that partner is not a threat. My son knew that no one is replacing daddy. And Mm -hmm. so when he met my friends, the men that I got very close with, he liked them. They were friends, they were guys who he could interact Mm -hmm. with. They were not replacing daddy. I think it's much tougher in a situation where suddenly daddy is gone and and you're expected to start calling a stranger, mom or dad, or start getting disciplined by them. So it's a very slow process and of course, The blended family situation is an entirely different scenario. That's the most dramatic of all because you have two sides having to adapt to one another. What we want to do is take it slowly and patiently. And we need to listen to our children and allow them to feel what they're feeling, express what they're expressing, and not make them wrong. Of course, we want them to like the person that we're getting Mm -hmm. attached to. Sometimes we get attached to a partner. We're so thrilled to be out of the, the marriage and dating again and we get we fall in love with being in love and the romance and sometimes our children pick up things about the new partner that we're oblivious to because we're so caught up in the romance we don't see it. And sometimes their advice is really good. And other times they're trying to sabotage us. They're trying to get belly aches right before your next date or or some other crisis comes along because they don't want you out with someone else. So each situation is different, but what you, you need is patience and the ability to talk to your children and listen to them without making them wrong. Even if you disagree, mm-hmm. allow them to feel what they're feeling, to say what they're saying, and then to sh- slowly show them that maybe there's something else to this, but we can't expect drama overnight. Right, and, and we have to um, allow them to slowly accept this new change in their life,
0: mm. yeah. I mean, I well, if you've read any of my stuff or know anything about Dreams Recycled, I mean, we really advocate that the first year after you divorce, you don't really get serious anyway with anyone for your own sake, nonetheless your children's sake, you know, you should be out finding yourself, loving yourself, enjoying life, maybe dating, it doesn't, you know, that's kind of a side thing. But but why would anyone wanna go from a long-term marriage into another long-term relationship, like, instantly? It's just not healthy.
1: And especially, it's important for you to be able to look at your past relationship and find the lessons to learn, because you're not going to create a better, healthier relationship ahead unless you've learned the lessons Mm -hmm. from the past. And not just point the finger and say, well, my ex did this, my ex did that, my ex, mm-hmm. and, and my ex is a total loser, now I'm going to find someone better. Because we, we all play a part in every relationship. And Absolutely. if we find lessons, and mm-hmm. I call them the gifts, mm-hmm. then we are walking away with something, no matter how painful the relationship may have been. I have these life gifts that I could take with me. Mm-hmm. I will never choose that kind of person again, or I will make, never make that decision again. Or I'll never let someone talk to me this way. Or I, yeah, whatever the situation is. So then you're you're moving ahead as a new you. And if you don't, if you have trouble finding those gifts and those lessons, reach out for help because if you don't do your homework. There's no reason why you're going to make a better choice next time around.
0: Well, no. And 50, the other statistic I was reading this morning, 50% of um, children who witness their their parents get divorced the first time will go on to witness one or both parents getting divorced the second time for exactly that reason. If you haven't figured out what you really want in life and the kind of person and the The kind of acceptable behaviors that you will tolerate or not tolerate there's a very good chance that you will go on to attract the same kind of person the second time around which will have the exact same ending the second time around and that's really not good for your children for you for anyone involved
1: and also there's forgiveness work to do because Mm. you have to cut the the emotional cord with your ex Mm. and if you are caught up with hatred and vindictiveness and anger and resentment or any of those kinds of emotions, they play a part in affecting your inability to move ahead in a healthy way to find mm-hmm. a new partner. It's like moving, running forward with your arms outstretched, but your head is turned back behind you. Correct. If you're, if you're still looking at who's behind you, you're not going to get into a healthy relationship. No. You have to let go. And that involves learning to... Forgive, not condone, mm. and, not, and not say the pain didn't exist, but to say I'm cutting the cord with that part of my past and I'm not going to let it own me anymore. So well, free to move uh, on.
0: no, and you have to. You have to forgive yourself also yeah. for attracting yeah. that kind of person and sometimes for tolerating what mm-hmm. has been going on in your marriage for a long time. And so there's self-forgiveness, there's forgiving of the other partner, Um, there's definitely letting go of anger and, you know, unfortunately a lot of people cheat, a lot of people lie, a lot of people do horrible, horrible things to each other during their marriage and also through their divorce. And and until you really work on yourself and letting go of all of that, you're not going to attract somebody who's in a healthy mindset because you're not in a healthy mindset. Exactly.
1: Well put. And that's pivotal for people to understand because you can't take shortcuts when it comes to being prepared to attract a healthy relationship ahead. Yeah. All you want to do is find another person with a different face, but the same the same issues, and you're going to dive right back into an unhappy situation.
0: No, and that's a hundred percent true. I mean I know that from personal experience. The first few people I dated after my divorce were horrendous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I was like, hang on a minute, they're exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think we all do that, you know, you live yes. at the time I didn't have dreams recycled, I didn't you know hadn't done a lot of kind of research on all the things that I know now but I think that's a you know it's a it's a very common kind of thing to get into and we don't even realize we're doing it because at the beginning you're just so grateful because you're out and about and people are paying attention and they all put on their you know they're initially all the good things right they only show us the good things before they open the box of crazy which they saved you know three five months down the line (laughs)
1: that's right Right.
0: and um and i'm very very you know i've done made a lot of mistakes in my marriage in my divorce or whatever which is how dreams recycle was born but honestly the best thing i think i've done is i haven't introduced my children to any partners boyfriends anything until now that i'm engaged to be married Uh, And I think that there's a benefit to that. Like, I don't think that really they even need to know everyone or anyone. Like, if you're just dating them, what's the benefit?
1: Exactly. I totally agree with you.
0: And I kind of liked it. I have to say, I kind of liked it that that there was a separation of your child, you know, your children in that life and your adult life as dating and traveling and doing whatever else you were doing. You know, I think that's the kind of benefit too, because when you're a parent and a full-time parent that you are when you're married because there's no handoff of that exchange. You really don't have time to kind of be an adult or feel like you don't have that responsibility 24-7.
1: That's right. And so it, it really is a gift to yourself to be able to enjoy starting over in, in a fresh way, but in a way in which you really feel you are reinventing yourself 1st and
0: so, okay, so now, so now as we go forward and we're talking about um, child-centered divorce, putting your child first, which sounds like obviously common sense, yet obviously people have struggled to do it. Um, so before we wrap up, is there any kind of last-minute tips or top three tips that you want to give to uh, our listeners if they're in that crisis mode? How do they really kind of in practical terms let go of that?
1: You, you want to make sure you realize, again, that you are a role model and that everything you do is reflected on your children. How do you want your children to be able to handle the difficulties in life that they may be experiencing? They will look back and see what you did and either honor and respect you or be very angry at you. So pay attention to that and realize that it's the emotional and psychological needs of our children that we're focusing on because we can be taking care of them physically and getting them to school and getting them dressed and say, well, I'm still being a good parent. But if your children are feeling they can't confide in you or if they feel that that they can't tell you that they like their other parent Mm -hmm. or they like the partner their other parent has because you're going to be jealous or if your children can invite you to a graduation or a soccer game or a birthday party or a holiday event because mom or dad is going to be there in the same room and you're not mature enough to be able to spend an hour or two in the same room as your ex, then you are sabotaging your children and hurting them. Mm-hmm. So this this is an area in which you are wounded and fortunately there's help. And one of the best things to do is get co-parenting skills help. Mm-hmm. Because coaching and co-parenting skills will stay with you for decades to come.
0: Right. And
1: it's a gift to your children to have two mature, civilized parents who can interact with one another and not embarrass, shame, or blame the children for all of their behaviors.
0: So, Rosa, and I know you have some courses available. So, so what um, co-parenting courses do you
1: have? I have a, a, a wonderful e-guidebook, so it's digital, called Parenting Beyond Divorce, Making life better for you and your children, and that's available at childcentereddivorce.com mm-hmm. under the coaching button. I do one on one personal coaching via telephone or Skype anywhere in the world. Okay, I also have a Mastering Child Centered Divorce 10 hour audio coaching program with workbook. So if you prefer not to be reading but you want to be listening, then I have 10 hours of group coaching that I provided along with several divorce experts and you could listen to the um, recordings, take notes in the the workbook and get a real feeling, embrace the reality of the challenges, how to handle the Mm -hmm. challenges when different things happen, learn communication skills with your children, learn communication skills with your ex and be the co-parent that you want to be for them. Right. For them
0: because children deserve that right at the end of the day it is about your children and your children calm. deserve a calm after divorce life and I find too many people just won't let things go you know too many people are constantly in court constantly filing motions constantly yes. Yes. causing drama creating new drama when somebody you know announces they're engaged or getting married or moved on or whatever and I, I just you know I think I just want to say it is about the children, but you have to remember too that the happier your you, the happier your children, are the happier you are, yes. and less drama you create for yourself. And if you focus all that energy, the you know negative energy on your ex, and you kind of transport that into positive energy in yourself, then you're going to be a lot happier person.
1: That's right. So you'll be happier. Your children will be happier, and they will turn on you when they're grown and <clears throat> and reprimand you for mistakes you made that you could have avoided. And one more important one is never ever alienate your children from your ex. Right. Unless you are really dealing with with someone who's who's a sociopath and that's a very small percentage of the population. Mm-hmm. In most cases, don't let your personal feelings color how your children mm-hmm. interact because children innately love both parents. Right.
0: Well, and I agree. I think that you should not alienate your children and um one of the things i often tell our people is that children are very very smart and they they inherently do love both parents but they also inherently as they grow up they see both parents for exactly what they are whether that's good bad or otherwise and that's something that they need to find out for themselves they don't need to hear it from one parent or the other
1: very well said i agree yeah
0: Okay. So, so your courses, your ebook and your coaching services can be found at childcentereddivorce.com.
1: That's right. And just click on the coaching button. Um, okay. there, there's um, several other uh, buttons where you can click to find um, support and in um, I- interviews on the media page, articles, and then helpful tools will have a bunch of the same um, programs that you can access. So there's okay. many places to find it. And I have a free ebook book for, for all of our listeners called mm-hmm. Post-Divorce Parenting, Success Strategies for Getting It Right. It's right on the homepage at childcentereddivorce.com.
0: Awesome. So Rosalind, thank you so much. We're so grateful to have you as a guest. You've given us some great information. So if you're out there and you are struggling with um, co-parenting or parenting issues or uh, anything to do with your divorce that you think Rosalind could help you with, reach out to her. I will link all our information on our iTunes podcast and on our website. And again, Rosalind, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Thank you so much. I enjoyed it.
0: Well, thank you. And that's it for today from the Dreams Recycled podcast. And we'll be back next week with another amazing guest.